are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. College athletics is headed for Talk the, about a movie. the great split. Ross Dellinger writes, we need to recreate or relaunch the NCAA. So he has talked to athletic director Damon Evans, Maryland athletic director Damon Evans, set before a group of college athletic stakeholders inside a conference room at the Marriott Marquis, given credit and said, you know what? You know what? The great split's coming. That here before too long, colleges <laughs> will go was something, away from the NCAA, decide to do things on their own, and start paying athletes on their own. Now, this comes off the heels of, and I know this has nothing to do with it, but the Big 12 has had conversations with Gonzaga, and apparently that thing is kicked back up. We already talked about the Washington State, the Oregon State thing, and the future of those two teams, where they fall in college football. And this, this would put everybody behind not just the punch, but it would bury them in college football. A TCU, done. A Houston, yep. done. A Baylor, done. Maybe if you're like at Oklahoma State, a Texas Tech, you can try to scrounge up enough money to be involved in this, which would become a, a business. This is the NFL yeah. now. This is, hey, you're a college athlete, but the school is going to pay you to come play here. And for a few years, it will be those smaller, smaller schools playing in the NCAA still, which will basically be the NIT mm-hmm. until until the money just dries up. Can we think about this too? This is and this is the direct quote from Evans. I do believe five years from now, we're talking very quickly, there's a great split here where the universities pay athletes. He says five years from now, we'll be at a point where we are sharing revenue with student athletes. Now, is that fair? We have completely That's the Rubicon. We have way. moved away from the age of, oh, your payment is an education. We give you a great education. You play a couple years of football for us, make us millions or billions of dollars, and you go away. Now it becomes, and this is all this comes at a national level. Congress is meeting yep. over this stuff right now, saying, yeah, should these be athletes compete stuff? Yeah. Because TCU just made $3 billion in revenue from in media revenue from a college football playoff appearance. How many of, how many of those dollars did a Max Duggan see? How many of those dollars did these players see? And they're making Mr. Rich White Guy $3 billion over TCU. And that was always the real argument, right? And, and it kind of split that argument of paying players between what an NIL could do and and this portion of it, just mm-hmm. the revenue in general. Because it came out with the Ed O'Bannon had seen his player being used in a NCAA basketball game on a throwback team. And he yeah. said, well, I'm not getting any money for this. And so that's where it kind of starts, right? The jerseys and the, the likeness uh, in the video games and all that. But really, the, the core argument was, look at the money these schools yeah. are making off these guys. Yeah. Like how much money, we're talking billions, that the University of Florida made off of Tim Tebow, mm-hmm. right? Or, or Clemson off Deshaun Watson or... Name your your player. Even the biggest schools make hand over fist for the on the backs of these guys, and and yet they still don't see any of it. Yeah, I like nil and the and the compromise it brings about because as we've seen, you can get paid pretty handsomely. Yes, in nil. I mean, Quinn Ewers was over a million bucks at Ohio State without taking a meaningful snap. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think you could do very well off it, but how long does that last? And how long does that last for someone, especially I think TCU is sorry, is a great example, right? Because it's still, it's never going to be one of the big NIL schools and that's fine in terms of competition on the field that might not hold them back, but someone like Max Doug, 
last year, Quentin Johnston, are saying, man, you know, I'm doing all right here. I'm doing okay. But I just saw the report. We br- we're going to bring in $3 billion by playing in these playoff games and risking our, our lives, our lives, livelihood in these playoff games. And I'm going to make 600 k Yeah. Like my guy that I'm lining up across the corner, Quentin Johnson, the cornerback I'm lining up against at Georgia is making a million just off the bat, even though it's the same structure. Yeah. But if I'm taking TCU to this place they've never been before, then yeah, I think I might want the revenue instead. This is going to take all autonomy out of, of what NIL is. That's the thing. Because it's, I mean, it's almost going to make NIL useless. This may do what Dave Aranda mentioned, which was pay everybody. Even how do you now? How do you divvy it out if the school is doing a revenue sharing program? So, True, and you're already doing it at the school level and the conference level. It becomes if my school's revenue is a billion dollars a year, and your school's revenue is seventeen billion dollars a year, and I'm an athlete. Obviously, the revenue share is going to be so dramatic between those yep. two schools that you would never touch. The billion dollar school. You would never settle for a 17th, a 20th, a 50th of what somebody else is making when both of those schools have given you an offer. This buries a 17th, even a Texas Tech, an Oklahoma State, an Arizona, an Arizona State. Every Everybody yeah. in the Big 12, yeah. aside from maybe BYU, is going to be completely avalanched by this. Yeah, I think you start to see... Because you can't that compete. there are a lot more Bailers out there. You I mean, can't compete with the, the SEC money, the, the Big Ten money. Yeah, I mean, would Mississippi State like have to have to go out the door? Does no, the SEC 100%. say, you know, this this school ain't going to make any money? This is Missouri. They're not, they're not going to make any money. Get them out of here, and then they're on the short end of the stick twice because they're they're one of those schools that can't compete <laughs> with the financial structure, and they're kicked out of the only thing that would be able to make them compete in the financial structure. It's going to get if this happens, which I wouldn't be surprised at all. It's going to be ugly, very ugly, and I mean, not to sound too dramatic, but it is the end of college sports as we know it. It's the end of the Big Twelve. It's the end of the SEC. It's the end of the Big Ten. It's the end of of the way the current conference structure is, because and this was what uh, Kevin White just quoted this Yahoo Sports from Ross Dellinger, former Duke and Notre Dame athletic director, says. Futuristically, we need to recreate or relaunch the NCAA. We have a yeah. good leader in Charlie Baker who can do that. There's <laughs> some modeling going on. There's some modeling going on. So they're already talking about where do we go from here? What do we do? The models are being created. What might this look like? Yeah, because, and, I mean, you said it at the beginning. They're going to break away, and that's going to be very easy. And this is, he says, create a new governing body. This is devastating. It is beyond devastating. It's nuclear. It, it takes what the current format is with the NCAA. It the schools themselves are starting to look at around the room 1984 style and go, wait a second. What? Why are we letting this guy control? What are we doing? Why don't we could take more revenue? We could build our own revenue sharing, our own revenue sharing outlet. We could kick out. I mean, if you're a, if you're a Florida state, this is the argument. A lot of ACC schools are making. They don't want to play Boston college. They don't want to play Syracuse. They don't know what they're missing. Florida State doesn't want to play. Florida State wants to go play in the SEC and make that amount of money. And and at this point, when it, it's the same, again, the same thing with the Dave Aranda deal. We, you can have pity on the fact that these are college kids that get mixed up in the middle of this, but it just is a businessman. Yep. And, and these yep. are the employees. When you separate college athlete and an employee, that comp, it makes it so much more complex. You've got to understand 
These college athletes are employees. They are the ones making the $3 billion yeah. that TCU just got in media revenue. Why aren't they seeing a share of it? That's what some of these schools are starting to ask, and they're going to pull away from the NCAA or re- restructure the NCAA, restructure conferences to make this a level playing field for the big schools. We've actually seen this almost happen in professional sports. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much how in tune you were into it two years ago, uh, the Super League. <laughs> yeah. But it was... It was not good. It was three years ago now, actually. Um, it, but it was basically the biggest soccer clubs in Europe were saying, we're not doing these domestic leagues anymore. Uh, we just want to play the other ones because there's such a big difference in power structure like there is in college football with Michigan and Ohio State at the top in the Big Ten. Well, that's Real Madrid and Barcelona in Spain because then it's 50 feet of crap. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we don't want to play these teams anymore. We want to maximize our revenue, um, not have any kind of sharing or anything and just play the big boys all the time. And they were basically bullied out of it uh, because they do like tradition, I guess. The English were saying, you know, I want Liverpool to play Luton Town. I don't want them to play Bayern Munich every week. And so I don't, but I don't know that that, I bring that up to say, I don't know that that happens in college football. Yeah. I think Michigan and Ohio State say, yeah, I want to play Alabama. I want to play Notre Dame. I want to play USC. I I don't want to play Purdue. And this, because Maryland. The money yes. in playing those yes. games is so much more the exposure. And, and, and I think the fans like that better than they would in, in soccer. It, you know what I mean by that? That I think the fans like that competition more. Yeah. You know, in soccer, they say, well, then that takes all the fun out of it. And that might happen, but I don't think college football fans are going to think like that. The, the Maryland AD says, I used to be one of the Nor ADs. Nor do I think they hold the power like they would in those countries. I used to be one of the ADs saying, we don't have the money to do that. At the University of Maryland, it's challenging to make ends meet. But a student athlete might look at us and say, just reallocate the funds. And he said that now with a $1 billion a year television contract, the Big Ten just signed, that athletes have a reason, have a, 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 a gripe to say, where's ours? Yep. And they absolutely of that, do. Of that billion dollars that mm-hmm. you're giving to these coaches who are not as integral as the players. In, Sometimes. In very, I mean, you, you no, know, you're right. either your coach or your best three players, right? And those best three players aren't even touching what the well, coach I mean, is j- making. Even even just beyond a like take out the football expert argument because sometimes the football expert would say yes, the coach means more. But just in general, mm-hmm. these are the kids putting their livelihoods out on the line They're and putting that their is, bodies on the line. We are so very close to taking the entire establishment, crushing it down to zero, calling college athletes I mean, employees, yeah. and giving them the, giving them the money that they are making for. University President X. Which makes me think if there's going to be some sort of regulation to that once that comes out, it's going to be the Wild West for a couple years, your regulation then becomes free agency and salary caps. Yep. Exactly what you have in the professional sports. And there will be no Baylor Bears I mean, think of, in that conversation. Think, I mean, just think of A&M was a big athletic department always. But they went into mega money zone after Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Like, th- there's just, it, there's no way to quantify what one or two athletes can do for an athletic department in a university. Can't, at any level, from the A&M, which was already big, to the Baylor, which RG3 took them to the next level, or Boston College, that you mentioned before, Doug Flutie took them to the next level. Those are little schools. Even the big ones like A&M could be raised even farther with having someone like that. Yeah. So, it, yes, they are going to start asking for it, and it's going to be a scary, scary situation for the college football fan. 